Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Well, hello, gentlemen. It has been a long time. Too long, man. Too long until this is the last time I've recorded a podcast. I'm still I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I, I still exist on planet Earth. And uh, I did not expect to go the whole month of August uh, podcast free, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but I did. And, uh, I have been straight up in such a busy season of my life the last few months, number of months. Um, and the month of August was just a doozy. That's right. A doozy. It was a real good doozy of a month of August. Uh, but I'm back and it feels really good to be back I've missed recording the podcast and um, I'm trusting God, man. It's September 2nd and I'm trusting that I can just leave the month of August behind. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to try to stay doing. I'm not going to remember the month of August (laughs) and I am moving forward. And like September is like, um, September is like a, a new year. You know what I mean? Like kids go back to school. And, uh, you know, usually within the church world, all the new church programs kind of start, church ministries start and begin up. And uh, it's almost like another new year before January. And that's how I am absolutely approaching this month, that yesterday, the month of August is done. And here we are, September, new start, new beginning, uh, because it's just been, it's been crazy. It's been a lot. Um, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that the last about six months, my wife and I have been in a season of transition, uh, mainly within our church ministry. We've been involved in church ministry for about 19 years of our tw- almost 21 years of marriage. And uh, God has been leading us in a season of transition. And it's been very uncomfortable. It's been very difficult. It's been very challenging. And it's been also very good, very effective. The Lord's been showing us new things and revealing new things and building new things and stopping new things and starting new things and speaking new things. And yeah, it's been a lot. And the month of August, no doubt, was the most challenging, the most busy uh, month of our ministry, 100% and of this transition. Um, And the transition is uh, officially this weekend, I will be, um, I don't know how to say it. I almost said sworn in. That sounds weird. 
but it'll be official this weekend that I will be the lead pastor at our church. And the, the last six months has been transitioning into that uh, role of leadership. And I am trusting the Lord and my wife is trusting the Lord. But that officially happens this weekend. And so um, God is doing new things. God is doing a new work and he's entering me and my wife and our family into a new season, a new chapter, literally a new a new beginning. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. It really is. We're excited at what God wants to do. Notice how I emphasize the word God, the name God, like God. I don't want to just make something happen, man. I, I don't I don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. I want what God wants. Amen. And so that's what's been happening. But it feels really good to be back on the podcast. And uh, we are going to jump right into today's topic. Yeah, sir. Everything's in place and ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Let's go. And what we are talking about is when a Christian man hides from God. When a man hides from God. And now you might be thinking, ha, you're you're talking about when a man hides from God because Matt, you've been hiding, right? The month of August, you've been hiding. I, I promise you, I have not been hiding. I've been very open and very exposed before God. He has seen me very closely in the month of August. You maybe haven't. Um, obviously, you haven't heard from me in a month, but uh, I have not been hiding. I've just been busy. But here, I, here we are, and we're talking about when a man hides from God. Now, now, before I actually start this, I, I want to just thank you for those of you who have messaged me, reached out to me, kind of over the last couple of weeks, just just noticing that uh, you haven't seen a podcast for a while, and just encouraging me in it. I, I'm grateful for you. You know who you are. Uh, a brother on Instagram. Um, I, I'm sorry, brother. I forget your name, and uh, I, I don't even want to try it right now. But um, but my bro- a brother uh, um, on Instagram just messaged me, um, expressing real real encouragement, and I, I messaged him back, just thanking him because it was a real um, source of strength for me, just to remind me that um, I gotta I gotta just no matter what it takes, just to fit this podcast in because. This is a, an important part of the ministry that God's called me to. And so thank you for you, brother. You know who you are on Instagram for reaching out to me. And and just for others, I, I just appreciate the, the support and the love. And and here I am. So that's what we're talking about when a Christian, excuse me, when a Christian, when a Christian man, when a man hides from God, that's what we're talking about. So I want to start this episode off with um, why is it that people hide? What's you know, it's a general question. Why do people hide? Well, uh, a general answer to the question of why do people hide is we hide to prevent anybody from seeing us or we hide to protect ourselves from being hurt. Those are two reasons why a man will hide. We hide so that nobody will see us and we hide so that nobody can hurt us. We can, we, you know, we protect ourselves from being hurt. And, and there's actually three main reasons why we hide, um, generally speaking. The first one is, is we hide because of fear. We hide because we're afraid of something. Uh, you know, you're being followed. Say you're walking down the street and you're being, you know, you just, you're being followed, man. There's someone like following you. you it's been like two blocks now, three blocks now, that, that dude who are, 
that dude is following me, man. And so what do you do? You, you run, <laughs> right? And you hide so that because you're afraid, like, what's this guy following me for? Um, you know, you see when you're in school, uh, I don't mean to take you back. If, if you s- struggled with <coughs> school bullying, I don't mean to walk you back memory lane, but back in school, you're walking down the hallway. Excuse me. I got to take a drink. <sighs> Good old hot coffee. You're walking down the hallway and you see, you know, big old bully Bob and bully Bob sees you and you know that bully Bob, you know, wants nothing good to do with you. So you run and you hide because you're afraid of, of bully Bob. You see a tornado coming at your house. You run and you hide, right? You, you take cover because you are afraid. So people will hide because of fear. Um, a second reason why men will hide is because of embarrassment. You're embarrassed by something that you did. You're embarrassed because of something that you said and you feel you feel foolish. And so you go, you know, and you hide in the bathroom at work. You do something at work, you say something at work, you talk in a way that you just you're embarrassed and so you just got to get away because you got you're just embarrassed. So you go and hide in the bathroom or in the the broom closet because you're embarrassed. So you hide. The third reason why people hide is shame. A man will hide because he's ashamed of something he did or said. And that shame will cause us to hide in isolation. You know, and you'll say things or feel things like, I'm a failure, I'm a joke, I'm no good. And so you hide in shame. So fear, embarrassment, and shame are the three main reasons why people will hide. Like, think about that. When, when you feel safe, you don't even consider hiding. Why would you even think about hiding when you feel safe, right? It's only when you feel afraid that you want to get alone, you want to take cover. It's like, it's like when you're a kid and you're in, in bed and you hear a noise and you're afraid, so you put the covers over your your eyes, your your body, right? And you're completely covered up, and you just feel like you're, now I'm under the covers and I'm and I'm safe. You would never do that, you know, if you felt totally at peace. That response to hide was because you are afraid. Um, you know, when when you feel accepted, you know, you're in a, a group of people, you're at work, you're at a you know a family reunion, whatever, like. You're with a group of friends and you, when you feel accepted by the people around you, you would never even think about hiding. That would be absurd. That's the last thing on your mind is, is hiding. Why would you hide when you're with people that, that accept you and that you feel accepted with? So when you feel accepted, you would never consider hiding. When you feel confident, you would never consider hiding as I take a sip of my coffee because my throat is really scratchy out of nowhere. But when you feel confident, you got like you got like some new drip. You got like a new shirt, you got some new pants, you got some new kicks, you got a new hat, you got like some new shades. You're feeling confident, right? Like the last thing you want to do is hide. You're feeling good, you know, and 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 you you just why would you hide when you're confident? Why would you hide when you're accepted? Why would you hide when you feel safe? You wouldn't. But when you're afraid, when you're ashamed, and when you are embarrassed, it, it can take the strongest man 
and cause him to want to hide and get alone and have nobody see him, have nobody hurt him because he's afraid, he's ashamed, and he's embarrassed. And it can happen to every one of us. Every one of us. It's true. Now, we can pretty easily and efficiently hide from people. You're having trouble at your job? Well, you can, for the most part, find a new job. And and as a form of hiding from your current job where you just want to get away from. You move out of town. You're, you, 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 you leave your city. You just get away and move to a new town can be a form of, of hiding. Even putting on a fake smile on the job with your family, with your friends, whatever. It's a fake smile. That's a form of hiding. You're hiding under a fake smile. We pretend all is good. We say all the right words, but but that smile is fake and we're hiding. And we can do that successfully. We can successfully hide temporarily from people. That's true. I know I've hidden from people, but it's only temporarily. You can't hide. Eventually, the, the you know the true colors come out. Eventually, what you're hiding will come forth. You know, there, there's a Bible verse where it talks about um, uh, your your sin will find you out, right? Well, when we try to hide a lifestyle of sin, eventually that lifestyle is going to be revealed and that sin is going to come out. But we can we can hide temporarily from people. Um, but then we honestly kid ourselves by thinking that we can actually hide from God. We know we can hide from people for a little while and we'll get away with it. And then we think we can hide from God and we only, only kid ourselves. Listen to what Proverbs 15.3 says. I've shared this verse, I think, a long time on the podcast. I've been recording the podcast for three years now. Um, minus one month, I guess, for the month of August. <laughs> but it, it was July of 2020 that I started the podcast. And uh, I mentioned this verse on the podcast. I forget what episode. Um, but I I believe this is one of the most frightening Bible verses while being one of the most comforting Bible verses in all of Scripture. And if you hear my dog barking upstairs, I apologize. She's like 19 years old and blind. And we find the more blind she gets, she just barks randomly at nothing. Nobody's upstairs. Um, Yeah, so just ignore that if you hear anything. But listen to Proverbs 15.3. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the on the wicked and the good. Do you notice that? God is watching everywhere on good and on evil. And that's, you know, that's extremely comforting. The eyes of God are on me. He sees my pain. He sees my struggle. God knows my needs. God knows how I'm feeling. He's with me all the time. He's with me. Amen. And that that can bring real comfort to us as Christians. Amen. Praise God. But also the fact that God is watching me all the time, that is, that is very frightening to know that the Lord is watching us all of the time. Think about that. It's extremely comforting and extremely frightening. We can't hide from God. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. And so we kid ourselves when we think that we can hide from God. Listen to what David wrote in Psalm 139, verse 7 to 8. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. 
If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. So David's like, I can't get away anywhere from your presence. Anywhere I go, you are there. I cannot hide from you, God. So I want to read a, a passage from you, from uh, a scripture rather, from Jeremiah 23. And in this chapter in Jeremiah, false prophets were intentionally leading God's people astray into sin. They were doing it intentionally, not mistakenly, not unknowingly, but they were false prophets claiming to speak for God, but they were intentionally leading God's people astray into sin. And listen to what Jeremiah 23 verse 1 says. Jeremiah says, What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones that they were expected to care for, says the Lord. And then verse 11 to 24 says this. Even the priests and prophets are ungodly, wicked men. I've seen their despicable acts right here in my own temple, says the Lord. Therefore, the paths they take will become slippery. They will be chased through the dark, and there they will fall. For I will bring disaster upon them at that time fixed for their punishment. I, the Lord, have spoken. I saw that the prophets of Samaria were terribly evil, for they prophesied in the name of Baal and led my people of Israel into sin. But now I see that the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. They commit adultery and love dishonesty. They encourage those who are doing evil so that nobody turns away from their sins. These prophets are as wicked as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah once were. Therefore, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says concerning these prophets. I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. For it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness has filled the land. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says to his people. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making everything up. They say they, what? excuse me, they are making up everything that they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word, don't worry, the Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say, no harm will come your way. Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what he's really saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm, a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not diminish until it is finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. I have not sent these prophets, and yet they run around claiming that they speak for me. I've given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words, and they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds." Am I a God who is only close at hand? Says the Lord, no, I am far away at the same time. And look what God says in verse 24. Can anybody hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth? Says the Lord. That's what God says to those false prophets. They were speaking lies to the people of God. They were encouraging them to sin. They were committing adultery. They were loving dishonesty. They were speaking false words and saying they were from God. They were leading God's people into sin and they thought that they were getting away with it. But God said in verse 24, can anybody really hide from me 
in a secret place? Do you think you can really hide from me? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth? Notice that. Those false prophets thought that they were getting away with it. But they weren't. God saw every action. God heard every word. God sees, gentlemen. God knows. And nobody can hide anything from God. Jesus said in Luke chapter 8, verse 17, For there's nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. It's true. We cannot hide anything from God. Not at all. Excuse me for a moment. I'm going to go tell my dog to zip it. Give me one second. <sighs> okay, sorry about that, gentlemen. <sighs> I almost said dumb dog. No, I don't mean it. She's just old and doesn't know where she is. <laughs> okay, so we were saying you cannot hide anything from God. Excuse me as I catch my breath. <laughs> Got to get back into my exercise routine again, clearly. <laughs> but the prophets, the false prophets rather, who thought they were getting away with it, God says, you really think you can hide any, anything from me? You can't. I The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Now, I want to take us back to the book of Genesis in Genesis chapter 3. And this is the passage that most people are familiar with to a point of the fall when, when man sinned against God. And we're going to read verses 1 to 13. And this starts off talking about the serpent. And we know that the serpent is Satan in the form of the serpent, okay? And we know that Satan is behind all sin. And this is where the story picks up here in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. Now notice that Satan always contradicts God. That's, that's the main way that Satan will deceive people. And when somebody's deceived, it simply means that they believe a lie. And, and Satan will cause people to believe a lie by him contradicting God. Like, did God really say, is it really that bad? Does it really matter too much? You know what I mean? That's, that's how Satan will work. And he wants to deceive us to make it seem like disobeying God is not as bad as God says it is. Verse 5. Satan speaking, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. So notice that she saw that the fruit looked good and it was pleasing to the eye. How many times are we led astray into sin because something looks good? It looks pleasing to the eye. A lot of times, most times, we are led astray into sin by what we see. 
It looks good. It can't be that bad if it looks that good. It's so pleasing to the eye and that draws us in to sin and darkness. And so she takes the fruit that looked so good that she was forbidden to eat. But Satan said, oh, what's the harm? No big deal. And she took that fruit and she ate it. And then she turned to her husband and gave it to her husband because he was right there with her and he ate it. And then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So they're trying to cover their sin and shame and only Jesus can truly cover our sin and shame. Notice that they were naked. God they didn't even know what being naked was. This was this was literally a, a picture of perfection. There was Adam and his wife Eve in the garden of Eden, a beautiful garden. Everything was perfect. Everything was lush and beautiful and pleasing to the eye obviously. And they were naked. Like, that sounds like a really good life, right? Perfection, you and your wife alone with some animals and some food in a garden naked. <laughs> Sign me up, right? <laughs> that sounds good to me. But they didn't know that, you know, there was no reason for them to be ashamed because they're sitting there just naked. But as soon as they sinned against God, their eyes were open now. And now they were now they were in shame. And so now they feel they're like freaking out. They start covering themselves and like, oh, you know, don't, you know, don't look at me. I'm naked. And, you know, putting their hands in certain places and trying to, to cover themselves up because sin entered the world and shame entered the world. And so this is a picture of them trying to cover themselves when we know that only Jesus can cover our sin. And then verse 8 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord. Notice that God was walking with them. They, they had communion with God in the garden with perfection, a husband and wife. It was They had everything they could ever dream of, but it wasn't good enough. And Satan deceived them to make them believe that. And they disobeyed God. And now God is, they heard God walking in the garden in the, in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the, the, you know, there's Adam freaking out and he's like, okay, Eve, run. I hear God and we're naked. Put this leaf on you and, and run over to that tree and I'll go behind this tree. And they're hiding behind these trees, you know, hiding from God, air quotes. But the Lord God called to the man, verse nine, where are you? And he answered, um, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. There it is. Fear causes us to hide from God. I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid. He was afraid and he was ashamed. So he hides from God. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from that tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And notice what the man said. What an honorable answer he gives to God. The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. It's her fault. Why did you make her? I blame her. God, it's her fault. Okay, that is an absolute horrible cop-out for Adam to take. Never blame your disobedience on somebody else. Oh, they told me to. She told me to. They made me do it. Come on, seriously. 
right? Don't don't go that route, gentlemen. Own your sin, right? As I know it's hard. I know, I know, I know, brother, I get it. I know that's hard. I know it's hard to own your sin. Trust me, I've had to own my sin more than I've liked to admit over the years of my life, okay? But we have to. We can't blame anybody else for our sin. Adam knew better. Adam shouldn't have, he's, he should have told his wife, Eve, come here, get away from that serpent. Stop talking to that snake, you crazy woman. Why are you talking to an animal? Why is an animal talking? What's going on? Don't believe the lies that are coming out of that snake. Come, get away. Let's go. Run. Run away. We got to get back to our cabin in the woods where we're safe with God and our fruit. Right? But he didn't. He didn't protect his wife from sin. He sat there watching her sin against God. And then he's like, well, I might as well join her. And then God questions him, the man, and he blames his wife. Come on. That's not cool. Verse 13, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you've done? She's held accountable too. They're both held accountable before God. And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. The serpent deceived me and I ate. So notice right from the beginning of time in Genesis 3, people have been trying to hide from God. And some think they can hide from God, like those false prophets we read about in Jeremiah. But it is impossible to hide from the Lord. It's impossible to. Notice Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. It says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before God and the eyes of God to whom we must give an account. There will be a day, gentlemen, where you and I stand before God and we are going to give an account before God of things we've said, things we've done, places we've gone. We are going to give an account before God. Everything is in God's sight. Nothing is hidden. So what do we do? What do we do? How do we respond to this truth? It's very simple. We come out from hiding and we step into the light. Amen? We come out from hiding from God because it's not actually working and we step into the light and we say, God, I don't want to hide from you anymore. I'm just deceiving myself, Lord. I'm just believing like I can hide from you, but I can't, God. Your word is clear on this. And we step out of darkness, out from hiding, and we step into the light of God. Notice what 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to 9 says. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there's no darkness in God at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim that we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to God, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Amen? Notice in verse 7 again, it says, But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, 
cleanses us from all sin. We will never have true fellowship with our wives, with our children, with our family from church, with our family, you know, by blood. We'll never have true fellowship like it's supposed to be with each other if we are living in darkness, if we are hiding things in darkness. I'm talking, I'm not talking things that you're maybe, you know, struggling with and you're, and you and God are working on some things together, right? I, I, I'm not talking that. I'm talking like a double lifestyle. I'm talking about how you are not who you claim to be. Like you have two lives and you're hiding one of them. You can't have true fellowship with anybody if that's you. And so if that is you, you're not hiding from God and you're only temporarily hiding from people and you need to bring that into the light. Notice in verse 6, it says, We're lying if we say that we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. Right? That's not just, you know, the odd mistake or stumbling here and there. We all stumble. The Bible is clear on that. We all stumble in many ways. Okay? The Bible says that. It's in the book of James. He says, we all stumble in many ways. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about stumbling. I'm not talking about mi- missing the mark. I'm not talking about that. We all sin. We all fall short of God's glory. We all make mistakes and do stupid things that are selfish. But it's when we live in spiritual darkness, that's where we are in grave danger. And we have to come out from darkness and live in the light because we cannot hide from God. And listen to me, you don't have to hide from God, gentlemen. You don't have to hide from God. You can't do it, but you don't have to anyway. And I want to read in some scriptures of why you don't have to hide from God. Okay, this is this is going to set you free. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 to 23. Yes, there's a book in your Bible called Lamentations. Jeremiah wrote it and This is one of the greatest scriptures that a lot of people know about. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Amen. You know, you know, gentlemen, if we're honest, we should all be consumed because of our sin, because of how sinful we are and selfish we are. But the Bible says because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. God is faithful. His faithfulness for you right now in your life. No matter what your struggle is, God's faithfulness to you is great. And the Bible says, another version says, his mercy is new every morning, gentlemen. Amen. And we are not consumed because of God's great love. God's great love. God's amazing mercy, God's great faithfulness is reason enough that we don't have to hide from God because he's so full of love for you. Amen. I got I got to take one more pause. I I apologize, gentlemen. There's a few distractions in this episode here. My daughter is texting me. Give me one second. Just got to read this text. She's asking she's like, "Hello, are you there?" <laughs> Just give me one second here. Yes, for sure, babe. No worries. Love you. Talk to you soon. Heart face. Red heart, green heart. Smiley face with sunglasses. Send. Sorry about that. I just had to respond to my daughter there. But amen. Here's another scripture here that we don't 
reason why we don't have to hide from God. Psalms 103, verse 8 to 14. This is so good. This is so, so good. Be encouraged by this scripture of what I'm going to share with you, okay? The Lord is compassionate and gracious, and he's slow to anger. (sighs) Doesn't that feel good? The Lord is compassionate and gracious, and he's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us like our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. God knows you're just a man. God knows I'm just a man. He knows we're weak. He knows we struggle. Amen. He knows those things that bring shame to us. He knows those things that we're afraid of. He he knows. He knows those things that cause us to want to hide, hide from God, hide from people. We don't have to, gentlemen. God is compassionate and gracious and slow to anger, and he doesn't treat us like our sins deserve. Amen? His love is so great for those who fear God. And as far as the east is from the west, he's removed our sins. When we confess our sins, he removes them as far as the east is from the west. And like a father who has compassion on his children, he has compassion on us even so much more. And he knows that we are just men. He knows that we're just dust. So gentlemen, come out from hiding and step into God's light. And allow his compassion and mercy and forgiveness to cover you. Amen. Stop hiding and come into the light. And here's my last verse. You might be an older man listening to this podcast. And if you are and your hair is white, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're 35 and your hair is white. If that's you, I'm sorry. But the Bible does talk about the white hair of men is wisdom. So, you know. Hey, we all age differently. Don't be discouraged. But listen to this last verse, Isaiah 46, verse 4. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and I will save you. Amen. Notice that God says, I will be your God throughout your lifetime. As long as you live, gentlemen, As long as your faith is in God, your eyes are fixed on Jesus, he is your God throughout your entire lifetime. All of the ups, all of the downs, all of the hard times, all of the good times, all of the times you don't think you're going to make it through, God is your God throughout your lifetime. And he says, until your hair is white, until you're old and gray and white, I will be with you because I made you. And I will care for you and I will carry you along and I will save you. Amen. We have hope, gentlemen. We don't have to hide. We can't do it anyway. Stop killing yourselves trying to hide from God. Stop wearing yourselves out trying to hide from God and step into the light 
and allow his love and compassion and mercy and grace and forgiveness to cover you. Allow his strength to renew you, amen, in your mind, in your body, in your heart. God is for you, gentlemen, not against you. So if you're a man who's trying to hide from God, come and step into the light. I hope that you're encouraged, man. I hope that you're challenged by today's podcast. And I just I want to let you know, you can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at The Frontline Man. You can uh, check me, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, The Frontline Podcast is on YouTube. I post the episodes. Most of them are in video format. Lately, it's just been audio format. And I also post my sermons that I preach at my church on my YouTube channel. And there's some shorts on there and some preaching shorts. And so you can go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Frontline Man on YouTube. Also, uh, check out our church website if you want. It's yourfreedomlifechurch.com. Again, yourfreedomlifechurch.com. You can see what we're doing um, within my church ministry as well. The website's fairly new and and, um, we're still working on that. But yourfreedomlifechurch.com. Also, if you could, I would love for you to take just one minute and go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, leave a rating, leave a review. Um, it really helps just spread the word of this podcast. I appreciate all of you who have led, uh, left a review and a rating. I really appreciate that a lot. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And and uh, and also, we do a Frontline Meds prayer on Zoom every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, uh, let me know. You can email me standing on the front line at gmail.com and I'll make sure that your email is on that link. Uh, each Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have a men's prayer meeting. And uh, yeah, it's a great time just to share burdens, share prayer requests, and then pray for each other. So that's what we do on Fridays. But gentlemen, it's been great being back with you on another podcast. Thank you for listening. Share this with your friends. I really appreciate you guys. I love you. And if you need prayer, let me know. You can email me, send me a DM, and uh, I'll be there for you as much as I can, gentlemen. So keep me in prayer. It's been very, very busy. I want to get back to a weekly podcast. I would really appreciate your prayers very much. So until next time, gentlemen, just keep standing, keep fighting on the front line for the glory of God. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for joining me on The Frontline. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.